This is episode 58 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Tim Bowen. I've had at least 15 or 20 cups of coffee in my alpha brain. I'm, I'm ready to go. And Steven Johnson. I wish I was in Vietnam. Not really. I'm happy I'm here. <laughs> Today, Tim and Steven walk you through part eight of Tim Sykes' 14-part trader checklist video series. And they just have so much fun doing it. Good morning, dear Tim Bowen. And next week, for part 10 and 11, they're going to be doing it with a special guest, Roland Wolf. So start getting excited for that. Get very, very excited. But for now, it's just Tim and Steven. So enjoy. Good morning, dear Tim Bowen. <laughs> Can you guess what movie it's from? <laughs> we had a whole intro planned and I've just messed it up. But you, you do... totally, totally butchered it, but it's Good Morning Vietnam with Robert yeah, Good morning, Vietnam. Wish I was in Vietnam. Not really. I'm happy I'm here. Uh, I'm excited. We're doing part eight. I'm feeling pretty energetic. Are you feeling energetic? Always, always. I've had at least 15 or 20 cups of coffee in my alpha brain. I'm, I'm ready to go. Oh, well, as long as you've had your alpha brain, because if you hadn't had your alpha brain, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you'd be up to the episode today. I don't know if you'd be at your sharpest. <laughs> yeah, no response. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do part eight of trader checklist. We're going to analyze more stocks. We've gone through the theory, and I really think that this is where the the main source of learning comes from. We're gonna kind of look at a bit of technical analysis, look at some bad bad habits that should be corrected. And, and go through some things that you should be looking out for uh, when you're making a trade, su- such as uh, double tops, things that you shouldn't do, like chasing. Yeah, and, I think, uh, you know, this, this chapter of Trader Checklist, I think, is an important one. But I kind of made this point, I think, last episode, but it's kind of a continuation of that. I think of this as, you know, you're learning algebra and you've got that assignment. Your homework assignment is complete the, you know, go to page yeah. 38 in your textbook complete problems nine through 15. And that's what we're doing here. And in my opinion, I mean, I mean, there, you know, there's, if you're going to learn algebra, you could talk about it all day in class, but ultimately you have to do it yourself. And that is kind of what this chapter focuses on. Yeah. I I would say that if, if this was an album, if this series was an album, I would say this episode is the hit song. Do you know what I mean? Or, or if, 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 if we are going through chapters. Well, I mean, you I, know, I, would I, say, I guess, you know, say, I would this hope. This is the most riveting one. Do you know what I, I mean? Well, see, I mean, I would hope that this would be, you know, <laughs> this shows how young you are. I remember back in the day when an album would have more than one hit, okay? Whether it be yeah. Led Zeppelin or, or, or some of these. I mean, these albums had nine or ten good hits. Show, it kind of dates you that now they come up with these crap albums with one good song and nine out nine other songs that stink and they can't figure out why nobody, everybody uses streaming services instead of buying their CDs. Capitalism. Do, do more in less time. <laughs> did I, did, true, did you learn that from Ayn Rand? <laughs> I read the first page and stopped reading it. I, couldn't understand I thought you it. made it to three. I thought you made it three pages. I, I, re- I got it. I got it to page three and I was just like, I don't understand any of this. It's just about these doc. I was like, Oh, it's, I'm walking down the street and there's a big t- towering building and the sun is shining on the corner of the building and a, 
and oh, I feel so sad and depressed, and I don't know why, and what's wrong with the world? It's kind of like that. That's right? actually a pretty good summary of the first three <laughs> pages of Atlas Shrugged. That's actually. <laughs> At least you paid attention to the three pages yeah, that you read. Yeah. So. Oh, and, oh, the train stopped and the train tracks are broken. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, we need to fix them, but there's no money in. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, I read it. I read it. It's okay. It's okay. Shall we go to the next clip? The first clip? I'd say we'd go with the first clip versus the next yeah. clip since we haven't gone through any clips. Yet. I haven't done any clips. Can, can I say one more thing? If this was, if this chapter was an election campaign, no, nah, forget it. I can't say it. Let's go. Um, so remember, I don't know if you remember, I was buying this uh, at $5.30. I sold it at, at roughly six. It was a solid win. This was when low floats were really, um, really spiking. And it actually went all the way to 20 plus. Now, and this is all in the past 10 days, mind you. So five to 20, back down to eight and now to 12. So this is, the single most volatile stock in the market. I like volatile plays. Um, I'm going to dip by it. You know, if you've seen my penny stocking framework DVD, uh, you know, when a, a, a supernova is down 50% off of its recent highs in just a few days, a lot of people think, oh, it's going back down to zero. No, actually, it can be a good dip buy. Um, and that's what we had here. The question is, when do you dip buy? This was actually in my watch list last night. Let me just show you, just so you understand that I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. Um, I want to show you my dashboard real quick. Sky People Fruit Juice. This is a company that I saw a younger, 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 Tim Bowen talk about on a YouTube video one time. You remember? I've gone back through your archives. I've done my homework. You look so young. You look so young. <laughs> actually, that was from 2010, so it was almost nine years ago. So I, mean, I thought it was like 20 years ago. I thought it was like 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. But yeah, well, so actually, it's funny, and that was you. You did a. We didn't plan this, but you did a great way of segueing into my point. <laughs> One of the reasons, and and we'll see Sykes do the trader checklist coming up. But it's funny, here I'm doing a video on SPU from 2010, and he's talking about it again in 2016. And this stock was in play last fall as well, so in 2017. So that is a perfect example of the P when it comes to past performance and looking for these former runners. This stock has run, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, but in the last 10 years, going back to 2010 and earlier, this stock has probably ran five or six different times and it, there is value to having this on your watch list being aware that it's a former runner and maybe because of that fact you know you catch it when it goes from two to 20 when Sykes is talking about it yeah and, and I just I, I just I had a bit of an epiphany today I had a bit of an epiphany where it was my first day back trading today I, I had some funds land in the account and I was just thinking do you know what it is I've seen all of this stuff before. The low floats with a high volume run, the low floats with not so much high volume fail. It's like, it's, 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 it's getting to the point where I'm like, I've seen this stuff day after day after day and nothing's new anymore. And I just want to say it to the guys out there, like when you look at the market, it looks so confusing. and It looks like it's so difficult. But I've been in it two years and I've seen the majority of market opens in those, in those two years. Well, for about one year, I've seen market opens every day. And it's all the same. 
So if you're feeling lost, just know that it's actually very, very, very repetitive. You must, you must think that it's like, oh, it's not boring for you, but because it's unpredictable still. But well, sure, yeah, no, but no, great point. And it, we we talked about this at the end of last episode, the value of having screen time. Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, the market's never the same. But there's cycles that repeat and you kind of see these trends that repeat and repeat and repeat. And that's the value of what you just said. I mean, if you're not, if, if you're new to trading and you're a month in and you're not successful, I mean, it's like Steven just said, it took him a year of watching almost every market open to where he's like starting to see the matrix. Yeah. And I just want to put it out there because I remember thinking a few times, like, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to get it. But now it's, it's like, it's so repetitive. All you've got to do is just not, it's just control and manage your emotions and control and manage what you're doing. And, and honestly, doing this trade, I checklist series with you is, it's, it's kind of helped me a lot. It's helped me. I, I don't know if you learned much from it again, going through, but kind of like looking at stocks and thinking, ah, this is, this is a 50, this is a 55. And it's, it's influencing my trading for the better because it's keeping me from doing stupid stuff. And hey, again, obviously, I, I say this all the time. I mean, I know I'm, I've kind of filled the role as the, as the crusty old discipline guy, but I screw up every day as well. I mean, trading is about mistakes. Anybody that says they're perfect, run away as fast as you can. But the idea is minimizing those mistakes and recognize when you're making them. And I, yeah, I totally agree that there's value in this looking at this process and saying, okay, Yes, or Monday. I got bid on it on Monday. I uh, It's been a little bit slow in August. XBIO was a lame view app hold, lame volume, lame stock. I took it anyway. I took it anyway. And I knew. <laughs> I, 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 I my notes. I'm like, this is a lame setup. I took it anyway. It failed to break out. I lost like 20 cents a share. And I'm like, damn it. But, <laughs> Why did it? Yeah, but, but. Actually, I think I lost 11 cents a share, if I remember right. That was my plan. That was my stop loss. I recognized that I made a mistake, and I didn't exacerbate the mistake. You know, the biggest thing new traders will do, they'll, you know, they won't stick to that plan. And now that 11 cent a share loss, which 11 cents a share, big whoop, that's a manageable loss. You're going to have paper cuts like that all the time. But if you don't recognize these things, you're like, oh, it's going to work. It's going to work. And next thing you know, it's 50 cents. It's a dollar or a share or something like that. But yeah, and, and just the last thing I'll say on it is, for, not for everyone, for, some, for a lot of people, to, well, for some, for a few, discipline comes naturally. But like you've got the whole screen time that you've got to master in terms of trading. Exacerbation. <laughs> Exacerbation sounds like another word. I, I, I actually, <laughs> the producer just dropped this note. <laughs> And actually, I, I, unlike your <laughs> jokes, Stephen, if you were watching on YouTube, I couldn't help but smile when I saw that joke. Unlike any of your jokes, it's like easy for me to keep that stone cold face. Sometimes I do a little bit of exacerbation. I do a little bit of some other kind of de- destination. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I think half of learning is screen time. And then you've got the mountain of perfecting discipline. But because when you're on Sucks to Trade Pro, a lot of the time I see with you, what you're doing is you're like, you're talking to the guys in the morning being like, I don't have to trade 9.30. I don't have to be in any stocks at 9.30. I don't have to be in any stocks at 9.29. I don't have to be in any stocks at 9.31. I've got all day. 
and you're doing it to teach, but I think you're almost doing it for yourself as well. Right. You're like, don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid. Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, I mean, well, I think that's one of the values of stocks to trade pro is, you know, I'm live streaming every market open and market close. And yeah, you're no, you're right. I'm, I might be talking in a microphone, but you're totally right. A lot of the time I'm, I'm just talking to myself. So, <laughs> but uh, let's have a look at SPU. I think what's interesting about it, what a lot, the, the second point was what not, not a lot of traders do is they don't look at stocks on 15 day, 15 minute timeframes. And when you can, you can really see the technical analysis and the support and resistance to, for where to dip by from. A lot of people are very narrow focused. They're just looking at the two day and the, the six month chart. You've got to look at all timeframes. So this was 12 hot stocks to watch yesterday, or I posted this yesterday. Um, and I said, uh, SPU, TOPS, KONE, OPTT are four supernovas I'm watching every day for potential buys if they start uptrending with volume. Okay? Look at that. Potential buys if they start uptrending with volume. Um, so that was the key here. And guess what? Let's zoom in on today. Um, so pre-market, you know, okay, it's, it's not really moving. It spikes at the open. Don't underestimate the importance of morning spikes. Um, they can be the beginning of something bigger, especially with these low flow winners. I don't want to chase it though. You know, a morning spike here is from 980 all the way up to 1080. So this little spike looks tiny on this chart. This is a dollar a share spike. I want to see if it's just, uh, you know, a fake out or if it's real or not. It comes down back here. Then it starts uptrending, and I was buying it right in here. I mean, the, the day high was, was 1060, 1070-ish, to be exact. And I was buying it right as it was making a second Producer, test. And I wasn't- All right, so I, thank you for that. So what I want to do, uh, since I love to butt in so much, that's our, that's our favorite hater comment on the Steady Trade <laughs> podcast. Um, I want to say what I think Sykes is about to say. Now, I watched Trader Checklist. I admit it's been a couple years ago. Well, year and a half or whatever, but um, this is, and I think I know what he's going to say. Maybe I'll be wrong, but this is a pattern we look for over and over and over on these low float stocks, especially in a hot market, which remember Sykes mentioned a couple episodes ago. He's like, hey, I don't remember the exact time frame he was recording Trader Checklist, but it was a hot time for low float stocks. We love, especially for new trader and park tra- time traders, these re-breaks of the high of the day. I wish he had VWAP on, but I can mentally look at this, and I can tell that this stock was just above VWAP. You hit that 10 a.m. window, and Stephen talked about me saying the same thing over and over and over again in STT Pro. I'm like, if you're new, wait for the 945. Wait for the 10 a.m. move, that, that re-break of the high of the day. And as much as that morning spike was good, I think this 10 a.m. spike is what you should focus on as a part-time trader. And then you can see another 20 minutes later, the thing broke the high of the day, made the same move again. So, Honestly, I mean, this, if, if you're sitting thinking everyone's got the one pattern that they love, but I don't have a pattern, then this should be your pattern. You should, you should look for this because... In the morning, you, everyone's like 9.15, 9.20, when you're new to trading, you're shaking, you're shaking, you're nervous, you're nervous, and you impulsively do something that messes up. Or all of a sudden, the stock price moves too fast. You're like, oh, God, I'm, I'm in a hole, I'm in a hole. What do I do? What do I do? Are you, are you sell too soon because you see a spike? With this trade, you've got an hour to watch it. 
the price action's much, much slower. You've got a, a place to kind of, you've got, the, the, the lines are already marked out. You've got that half dollar break there, which is not a coincidence that it's a half dollar and a high of day break there and totally it's huge right. volume. Yep. Uh, you've got these levels to play off and it's, and it's going to go very slowly. It's like, you, you're going to have a lot of minutes to like, to, 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 to take action. It's not going to be scary. Uh, and yeah, I see this all of the time. And high I, volume. This, low this is what I call letting the stock prove itself. Instead yeah. of just taking that manic move out of the open, you're like, okay, obviously everybody knows SPU is in play today. I can let it shake out at the open. And if, and only if, it re-breaks, that's my entry. Vice versa, you know, if, you, if you're more short bias, if this thing fails to break that high of the day, that's probably your short signal. So I just, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, it's just, man, if you're new, just try and avoid that first 15 minutes of the day. That, that, that was maybe the main point I was trying to make. Yeah, and I mean, I think some people, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of people characterize this as the little ABCD button where you've yep. got, and this is a good way of recognizing it. You've got the, the push out the open is the A, then when it drops, you've got the B, and then when it sets that kind of higher low, it's a bit of a C, and then the D is when it rips uh, into the afternoon. And yep. that's another way of recognizing it. Just, just try and mark out an A, a B, a C, and a D on the chart. But like, I get so, I'm not going to say turned on, but I get so excited by this button. I get, you, you must get excited about it. I do. Because yes. you're like, it's again, it's again. Especially on a low floater, yep. Yeah, but we buy the break, Roland somehow magically buys the dip at the bottom of the chart. Don't and know how he guesses correctly. I don't know how he guesses. That's why he's Roland Wolf. <laughs> Roland's which like, we, yeah, yeah. Which as, as a reminder, uh, great episode with Roland Wolf. Go back in the back catalog, check it out. Yeah, it's one of the best, yeah. You can see there was actually a red candle um, after I bought um, because it, it, you're still not sure if it's a double top or not. But with low float runners that are 50% off their highs, I'm going to take the chance. You know, I could be buying into a double top. I've done that before. Um, I bought into a triple top a few days ago on, uh, what was it? There was another low float runner, uh, LEDS. And I bought smack into a triple top before my alert even, you know, got sent. It was already a guaranteed triple top. All I could do was cut losses quickly. So I think we pretty well covered what, what, what this clip entailed was buying. I think Sykes main point was buying into that secondary spike, which is what he did. And the trade worked out. Now he did throw out a little bit of jargon there that we should talk about. Um, if you're new to penny stocks, to momentum stocks, you might hear this. I don't want to, you know, basically made up jargon that, that he uses, but a lot of us use it in this community in day trading, particularly momentum stocks. Number one, supernova. The best way to des describe a supernova is that's just a stock that has gone wild recently. Um, you know, hundred percent, thousand percent, you know, maybe multiple thousands of percent, you know, over multiple days. So when you hear supernova, that is just referring to a stock that, you know, there is no set number that determines as a supernova, but these are the stocks that have gone from one to three to nine to 12 type things. So those are the best stocks to buy, you know, for, to build a small account. And then if you're short bias and you can be patient and you can wait for the backside, they become the best 
shorts, short sell stocks. I mean, look at something like HMNY recently or Dry's back in the day. I mean, these stocks went from, you know, HMNY went from like 50 cents to $40 and it went all the way back to like eight cents. So focus on the stocks that have those big rips. Those are the supernovas. Yeah. And just the other thing I want to say is uh, you've got to think, you've always got to think of the psychology of what people are thinking, because ultimately that's what trading is. Everyone's guessing what everyone else is thinking. And if that's the top percent gainer of the day and it's run before and everyone thinks it can run again, and then you look at the float and it's, it's a 1.4 million float on Stocks of Trade dashboard there. And then you look at the volume and the float's already traded. So there's absolutely no one really underwater. The whole float has been traded and rotated. So there's no one underwater. It's run before. It's about to make new highs. There's a lot of buyers and interest. Everyone's watching it. So there's a, there's a high probability that it's probably going to break, which it does. And that's why it's obviously got such a good score. And that's why Tim's bought it. Now, the last point I would bet, like before we move on to the last clip, is he talked about double tops and triple tops. So maybe Google that. You're going to find some chart examples. But think about it, you know, as he was looking at that chart and he mentioned, hey, this could be a double top. That's basic support and resistance we talk about. It's really just when you draw a line across the highs, whether that be on a daily chart or an intraday chart, those are those key psychological levels. And like, like we joked about with Roland, um, you know, Roland quite frequently will buy in advance of that move. I'm the conservative old man. Typically what I will do is wait for that double top to break, but you it's love a strength. term. You love buying strength. You I love do. buying strength. I do. <laughs> yeah. You say it so much like buy strength. It's 2018, baby. <laughs> quick question. Can I ask one quick question? It, it's an important question now, and a lot, I think a lot of viewers will be wondering about it. So you've explained what the double top is, Tim. Maybe, it, maybe it's situational, but would you buy into the double top? Would you wait for it to break out and prove itself? Would you buy it after it's broke through the, the resistance and landed on support and held? Where do you buy? What's, what's your advice for listeners? Well, I mean, in this situation with SPU, I mean, again, I kind of joked about you know what and Roland is a is a bad mofo no doubt now for me i for me i would have considering the volume considering the float considering it was early in the day i mean I, you you talked about me saying hey yeah. you got all day i would have waited for for it to break and then basically if it failed if it if it if it ran through i would have bought above the double top which is a yeah. conservative entry because I am missing some of the move. And then if it then rolled over, broke down below that, that, that top, that double top area, I would have stopped out. So, but these things, you know, especially that doesn't go for every stock, but when you got 1.5 million float and the things trading, you know, it's, it's what we call float rotation. When it's just rotating, 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 it's 10 AM. This stock could do anything at that point. So now let's plug this in uh, to my formula. I'm, I'm going to go back and analyze it when I was buying it right here. What did I see at 1060? So, Okay, so I'm pretty excited. We're going to do another analysis, uh, and we're going to do analysis of SPU. Uh, we'll go through it together. I guess we can go through, we can discuss each of the prepare uh, facets. And uh, I've, got a, an, I've, got an, I've got an inkling that this is going to be in the 80s. 
Yeah, the one thing I don't know is I would like to know what the news is, but we can we let let let's let's fly by the seat of our pants like we normally do. So, um, so pattern and price. So for me, I would give this an eighteen because, uh, you know, again I mentioned it earlier. This stock is I was trading this thing as a runner in twenty ten. I think Sykes is recording this in 2016. This stock is a former runner. It's a, it's a lower price stock. It's in my price range. I, it's a low floater. I, I love this setup. So when it comes to the pattern and the price, this is an 18 for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't even like longs, but when I think about it, it's, it's a half dollar break. It's a low float. It's a high volume. It's breaking on high volume. It's got a history of running. No doubt it's one of the top percent gainers uh, of the day. It's got all eyes on it. It's, I mean, I'd, I'd give it a, I'd give it a 19. Uh, risk to reward. Uh, again, I'll give this another 18. I shy away from 20s. I don't like give, I'm, I'm like that. I'm like Simon Cowell on American Idol. You know? Oh, you guys, yeah. Simon Cowell's famous over, over there as well, right? I, 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 <laughs> I, you know, I'll give you a compliment, but I won't say it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the ornery old judge on Dancing with the Stars, you know, or whatever, or what, or or the Olympic judge. So, anyway, risk to reward. As I mentioned just a minute ago, I think it's great risk to reward because I would be buying that high a day break. I've got a clear exit back on VWAP, which again Sykes didn't have it on the chart, but I could kind of mentally calculate it. I buy that high a day break. It fails. I stop out at VWAP, and the beauty of Again, back to risk to reward, I could take that small loss in the morning early, and this is the same setup for that 2 p.m. window I love too. So even if I get stopped out early, I can reattack late. So maybe I lose small early, I reattack late, and I can end up green on the day. So I love the risk to reward on this one. Like the, the only thing that gets me with this setup is is – Often when we talk about trading, you say 95% of traders lose. So you need to do the opposite of everybody else. So you need to sell when people are buying and buy when people are selling. But in this circumstance, it's one of the rare ones where you've got to go with the crowd on this one. Everyone's going to be buying that higher day break, right? But, but you're doing what everyone else is doing. But normally with trading, you should be doing the opposite of the crowd. So it's a bit of a weird one. You know, and I agree with your point, but... I don't have a problem. You, know, you, know, <laughs> you buy strength. Well, in low float stocks, remember, yeah. this is, there's a difference between if this was a 150 million float stock trading, you know, even on good volume, trading 10, 15 million shares, it's a different scenario. But when you've got, you know, 5X float rotation, it's like when everybody's thinking the same thing, that's what you want in low floats because the yeah. more people that are like, Oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. The more people that put market orders in the more people that buy higher. So I totally agree with your point. It's just, I don't, especially when it's day one, yeah. you know, day one on a low floater, you want everybody thinking the same thing. Yeah. And, and the other thing is you've got all the, all the idiots. I'm sounding like you a little bit. You've got all the idiots who have thought, oh, I'll just short the spike because it it's fails all the much. time. It's up too it's much. Up too I'm going to short it. <laughs> oh, look, I'm right. Oh, look, I'm right. I'm not going to cover. I'm holding all the way. I'm holding all the way. Wait, wait, it's coming back a bit. It's coming back a bit, but it's okay. It's coming back. And then everyone cuts high of day and, and everyone buys high of day and boom. That's, 
Great point. Again, there's there's days I I feel so proud, you know that, that really. That, ah! <laughs> but, but that's exactly why I love those high a day breaks because you know everybody shorted into that early spike. You can back up the video if you if you don't remember the chart. It had that big move. Everybody shorted into that. They're all like, oh, SPUs, piece of junk, sky people, fruit juice. You can watch my video. I shorted it back in 2010. Was making fun of this stupid company name. And then it settles. And then if they don't cover, when it hits high of the day, that's panic time. And that's another reason why day one low floaters, I love that high of day. Doesn't mean it always works. You know, don't, don't misunderstand as I rant about this setup. I mean, they don't all work. But damn it, a lot of them work. And when they work, they go, they go supernova. And, and that's the thing is you get more experience trading on the long side and the short side. You kind of learn what other people are thinking and it's so important. So you've got the dip buyers thinking, oh, I don't think this stock's done yet. I'm going to dip by, I'm going to dip by. You've got shorts thinking I've took me profits. I've shorted the spike. I've got away with it. I'm going to cover. And then, yeah, everyone, that, that, that high of day is explosive. And, and you will see huge moves off that. It didn't move that big for a low float on high volume. But for me, the risk reward, uh, I, I see some of these double top. You do see some of them double top. Um, but I think, you, yeah, you're risking around VWAP and the, the, the potential for this to run into the afternoon is huge. So I'd give it about 18. In terms of ease of entry and exit, uh, I would give it, I mean, it's, it's a low float. It's trading high volume. You can easily get in and out. It's not that volatile because... Uh, it's settled since the morning. So it's not like you're going to lose 10 cents slippage because it's so volatile. I give it a 10. It's the yeah, first I mean, 10 I've ever give. I'd give it a 10. I mean, again, this is the stock we like because it's plenty liquid. I mean, obviously if you're trading a million shares of this thing, but I mean, if you're like most smaller day traders, a couple thousand shares, you can easily get in and out of this thing. It's, it's no big deal. So um, ease of exit, I give a 10. Past performance and history of spiking is a 10. You know, again, I know I've repeated it four times, but I did a video on this same ticker six years before this thing was recorded. This stock has a future or has a history of running. Yeah, I, I'll give it a 10 as well. And at what time of day it is, well, guess what? But this, you've, what you've got to think is, but this specific pattern, it generally has the best results between like 10 and 10.30, right? 10.30, 10.45. So, and I'm, I'm doing nothing. I'm just sitting in my boxer shorts with a cup of coffee waiting for it to happen. So I'm, I'm pretty available. So for my personal schedule, I'd give it a 20. Yeah, I'll, I'll give again. I'll be Simon Cowell. I'll give it an 18. Totally agree, no, with, all your, totally agree with all your points. So no. Why is it not a 20? Why is it not a 20? Why you get, what, you, what does it need to be a 20? Mainly I'll, because you gave it a 20 and I just, <laughs> want, I, I just don't want to. Tell me what does it need? To, to be a 20, Mr. Simon Cowell. What you, does it need? For you not to pick 20. <laughs> okay, I'll give it 19. Is it a 20? <laughs> anyway, um, and then reason and the catalyst. This is the one thing I don't know. And we can kind of move on and hear what Sykes has to say. Just to for the sake of brevity, I'm going to give it a five just because I don't know the reason. And I know Sky People, Sky People Fruit Juice's history. And they, you know, sketchy they will you know they'll their press releases were always bullcrap they recently pivoted to cryptocurrency so i am assuming 
without spending time to go back and look at the news that whatever the news was, was probably pretty mediocre. So I'd give that a five. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd go with you on that. And for the market environment, the ones I don't I think, about- you know, and I might be wrong. I just don't think sky people has ever had like really like substantial, like good, like they always have good news and press releases, but like actual good news. But the other thing about market environment, market environments, it's really important. And one of the gold things that came out of the Mark Crook podcast, which is an early episode that you can go back to, Mark was talking about how he values hot trends uh, and, and hot trends in the market. And you really, and this is in the Spike Ability DVD, I believe, from Tim Sykes as well. You've really got to take in the fact that sectors get hot. The shipping sector gets hot. The weed sector gets hot. The Bitcoin sector and remember, yes. low floats low are a floats, sector yes. as well. Low yeah. floats are a sector. When, when one low float runs, once one of them hits 150, 200, 250%, people everyone start looking what's the next one? And they're trying to find it. And, and it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy that they run. So it's really, 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 really important to look at these sectors and look for the supporting sectors. I, Steven, Steven, you're going to love this. So I'm going I'm to give a 10. <laughs> I gave a 10. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I gave a 10. <laughs> Before you made that point, and I just <laughs> yeah. added up my score, and I'm going to give a 10 just because Sykes said, and again, we're going back a couple years, he had mentioned a couple episodes ago, low floats were hot, I'm going to assume, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 10 just because I don't remember what was happening two years ago. <laughs> now, yeah. this is my favorite part. You wanted to know why I wouldn't give it a 20? Because yes. I must have mentally known when I added up my score... You had guessed before it was going to be in the 80s. When I added up yeah. my score, it's a 79. <laughs> <laughs> 79's good. So that's why I wouldn't give it a 20 because I didn't want it to be in the 80s and for you to be right. <laughs> I, need to, I didn't add up my score, but I, I'm pretty aligned with you. I should have. I, I, I've got my phone as well. I'm gonna, I'll add up the next one for sure. But, but yeah, for me, it's, it's, I think my hours were about even, so I'll, I'll be around. Well, but hey, you know, again, as much as I'm giving you a hard time, I, I knew it was going to be a high score and, and yeah, and 79 is, is a, is a stock you should be trading. Yep. So. But like, I've been watching the, I've been watching the market for a good two years now and there's not many long patterns that I know. Like I know the week open red to green, which is your favorite pattern. I know the VWAP hold again, which is your pattern. For, I've learned two patterns from watching you in stocks that trade pro a lot. Um, and, but this is the third one. This is like, if long patterns, I love this as a long pattern. And also the dip buy, you remember like AMMD and you hate the dip buys, but like when a stock's uptrending and it drops 50% with no real bounce, that's probably the fourth long pattern. And actually like. that's a, we'll move on to the next clip, but that's a point. Remember, we, we got a, we had one of the episodes, I think two episodes, we, we talked about dip buying and I kind of ranted about how I didn't like it. And some people had made some comments and they're like, hey, Sykes dip buys, a lot of guys dip buy. Remember, maybe I didn't make it clear. I'm not saying dip buying is a bad strategy or doesn't work. It's just, it's not one of my setups. And I think there's a valuable point there. Don't try and do everything. You know, you, you, you know if you're going to try and, you know, buy large caps, buy small caps, short, you know, Trade options, trade Forex, trade futures. I mean, if you're going to try and do everything, I think you're really going to struggle. And just because I don't dip buy, I'm not saying it's not a viable strategy. It's just I've tried it. It's never really worked for me. I didn't feel comfortable doing it. So I have avoided it. 
So, but that's the mad thing as well, though, because two people have said to me this week, "I'm kind of just not getting penny stocks, so I'm gonna move. I'm gonna look at options." And I'm like, well, "Fair enough, but give it some time. Like, give it a couple of years. Like, you need to give it one or two years. Don't jump from this to this to this to this. Oh, I'm just gonna try and do. Yeah, and if, if if my don't opinion, jump, don't jump. If if. You know, the reason we love penny stocks is the simplicity. And, and I'm not picking on your buddies here, but if they can't, quote unquote, <laughs> get penny stocks, if they think they're going to get options, okay, good luck with your black skulls <laughs> and, your, and your hovering condors and, and, and everything else. I mean, if you're, if you're struggling to get penny stocks, going to options is probably not a solid idea. Like, like, honestly, the market is really difficult. There's a lot of really clever Wall Street people that really know what they're doing. If you've got any we chance like of survival... They don't touch penny stocks. They don't touch the penny stocks, right? But if you, to have a competitive edge, you need to narrow your focus to death. And if that means only watching the market between 9 and 11, so be it. First, pattern, price. I love dip buying supernovas. I love trading supernovas as long as they fit my qualifications. And I'm not going to dip by a supernova that just keeps dipping and dipping and dipping because I don't know where the bottom is. But if it has a morning spike, which SPU had, uh, it's uptrending near that morning spike, it has volume, and it's 50% off the highs, guess what? This is a 20 on a scale of 1 to 20 because it fit every single pattern that I love. Um, and, and that's all you can do in life, really. <laughs> you know, you learn your patterns and you wait for stocks to fit them. Uh, Risk-reward, I'm not going to say it's a a perfect risk-reward because I could have been still buying into a top. Um, So I'm going to put that at roughly 10, right in the middle. You know, because if it's a breakout, that's nice. If not, then, then, you know, I'm I'm wrong. Uh, Ease of entry and exit, I I can't give this on a scale of 1 to 10 a 10 because it's so – First, it's volatile, but for, secondly, the spread is, is crazy. So I couldn't even take the full profit that I wanted. So I'm going to give this um, a five, the midpoint. Past performance history of spiking, this is definitely a 10. Uh, at what time is it? Personal schedule, morning spike. Um, you know, this was solid. Um, you know, I, I prefer buying right at the market open. But again, my personal schedule today, I'm, I'm totally free to trade all day. So that part of it is clear. A delayed morning spike is not exactly ideal, but I'll give this a 16 out of 20. The reason catalysts, you know, they're really, the, the, the plays that are moving, they don't even need catalysts right now. Um, it's all about, um, you know, low flow, low market cap and volatility and volume. So I'll give this a 10 because it's fitting the pattern exactly. Um, here's market environment, and this is the perfect market for spiking. So let me just add this up. AutoSum, it's an 81. Remember, I only want to take trades, and this is a rough estimate, but I only want to take trades that are in the 80, 85, 90 region. Um, you know, if I really wanted to get particular, I think I could, I could even, you know, up the uh, risk-reward possibly because if it is a breakout it could go up a dollar a share if it's a fake out um you know i'm gonna lose 20 or 30 cents so i i might even bump this up to a 12 when i was buying it um so anywhere as you can see i mean compared to the what we were watching pre-market um in the earlier video 
you know, clear, clear difference in terms of um, number. And, you know, I, again, I want to take trades that are that are higher. Um, and that's that's exactly what we did here. So, Hi, this is Aaron, a.k.a. Double A Ron from New York City. And I like to go outside and find a stray dog, preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down eye to eye until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run while listening to Steven and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in New York City.